The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 12th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 60. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are going to get you ready for Cowboys versus Falcons this Sunday at AT&T Stadium. It's a noon kickoff. Uh, we got some big-picture storyline items that we're going to hit today uh, in order to get you ready for that game. Uh, Nick, real quick, give me a 60. Um, there's a guard Isaac. named Derek. Isaac, good. Alarcón. Good. He's he's sixty. Is he not? <laughs> he uh, might have been before you left. I don't know. I mean, I, that sounds all right. I guess so. maybe. Yeah. Derek Kennard was the guard that I was talking about. He he. They called him Big Baby. Uh, Nate liked him because he said he was bigger than him. So he's that's yeah. big. Yeah, Derek Kennard. He played back in the in the nineties. Yeah. There's really not a lot of guys that have worn sixty in a was game. He a backup. He played. He played in the in the middle of the nineties. He was like backup center guard, but he yeah. played a lot. He played. He was a big dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially bigger than Nate. So that tells you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You missed yesterday. I mean, Dat went. Did I? It's fifty nine. We didn't talk about fifty nine. No. Huh. But Dat was on. He was on the um, show Wednesday night. Yep. Up uh, crosstalk Cowboys crosstalk. He was up there so talking and so he was he was a good fifty nine. So. Yeah. He's no longer doing. He was doing radio in San Antonio, yeah. wasn't he? I don't, I don't think he is anymore. No, I, I, I should have listened to the show. I yeah. bet Shannon would tell us what he's doing now, uh, or Mickey. Since he owns a Chick Fil A. That's what I thought. I thought he was a restaurant now. Yes. Yeah, owns a Chick Fil A in, in Fort, Fort Worth. Worth. Yes. Yeah. You know that's that's actually that's big because I believe if you own a Chick Fil A, it means you have to work at Chick Fil A. That's correct. Uh, for two years. I mean, you have to. Do go through all the steps and stuff really? like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's so. Dad was in there making like, hey, yeah. get a Dr Pepper. Welcome Chick Fil A. Dad, can I take your order, please? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I wish I could have just driven up and been like, is that Dad? Yeah, it's a what's process. up, Dad? Hey, how are you doing? Cool. Okay, number one with fries. Yeah, probably not a sponsor, but whatever. Oh. Yeah. And I think they tell you where your restaurant has to be. You can't like oh, you tell them like, "Hey." So you just put in basically say, "Give me a restaurant," and they say, well, no, "Okay, we're going to put you at this general, location." The general area, and they're like, "Hey, we want to put one here. Would you like to own that one? Does that make sense?" Huh. Okay. They can't. You can't be like, "Hey, it'd be a great spot to put one right next." Well, to basically, here. what you have to do is you have to find a spot. Then you have to find the smallest parking lot in the world Jeez. to put it right there with it. That's because- true. That's so very true. true. I'm telling you. I mean, I, one of my buddies has said this a long time ago. It's one of the funniest things ever. He's like, when my son gets old enough to drive, I'm just taking him to a Chick-fil-A parking lot and let him, you know, maneuver in there. Because if you, you can, can do get that. through there, you can get through anywhere. <laughs> good point. That is a good point. All right. Let's catch up on uh, – usually we talk about injuries. I only think there's one injury we're talking about this week. Tyron Smith, what, what, what are we hearing and what are you expecting to happen come Sunday? Um, I'm just going to start with expecting. Okay. I'm expecting him to not be there and play. I'm not expecting him to play. Okay. He hasn't done much this week. He hasn't done any practicing, but they're still they, they do they don't practice today, they practice tomorrow 
And McCarthy has said multiple times today that if he doesn't do anything about Amar, he's not going to play. But they're still sort of holding out hope that he can do that. But just I guess because it's Tyron and because of the nature of the injury, I just have a feeling he won't play. That's my guess. How come? I guess they're, they're going to keep the same line. Uh, yeah. That's lineup. Oh I'm, I'm, line I'm thinking in Spanish. I almost started speaking Spanish. Sorry. The same lineup. But... I don't know if that's good or bad that you were going to do that because that might mean you have some really strong opinions there. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, it sounds like they're going to keep the same lineup, keep uh, still on that side, which y'all, I, I already said it. I, I'm not happy with the decision, but so you it don't should think... be better than. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Week. I was actually just going to ask you that. Do you think. With a week more of work, do you expect him to be better than he was last week? We know he's not tiring. He's not going to be tiring. That's that's yeah. you know, that's not what who he is. But do you think he'll be better? Obviously, he's going to keep improving game after game. But I feel like at this point, at midseason, I'm wanting the least changes as possible. You know, when something is working, I don't want to mess with it. So that's why that's how I see it. Yes, he's going to be fine. He might hold up. He's going to keep improving week after week, but we're at a point of the year that I'm like, I'd rather not just put Lyle. Unless Lyle, unless they yeah. did try it in practice and he <laughs> completely butchered the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's focus on that. I mean, I'm not saying that that happened. Right, but we don't know. Like, we don't but, know what they did in practice. But yeah. Lyle missed the whole season last year. He came back to training camp, came back to preseason games, and the first couple games, he hasn't been great. At his normal spot, right. which right tackle and left tackle is always considered to be harder than right tackle. So if he hasn't, if he's come back to his normal spot, it hasn't been great. What do you think it would look like on the left side? Yeah, and not only that, but you factor in the fact that they are telling us that this is a shorter term injury, yeah. and and this is what Bucky was talking about earlier this week. If you want to get Lyle kind of back in the groove on the right side, the last thing you want to do is maybe throw him to the left, and then Tyron's back in a week or two, and now you got to throw him back to the right. Now he's not better at the right. He hadn't worked himself back into shape in the right, but he's been trying to do the. It just gets very yeah. very convoluted. So it makes more sense just to say, my swing tackle, put him over there, and yeah. let's just work with whatever we got to work with. Yeah, but if he doesn't play well this week, I think you really start, you have to look at Ty Inseki as a possible left tackle replacement. Then I'm not sure Ty Inseki will be any better than I'm not what we either. saw last week. Not either. But yeah. I mean, I'm just, you have to try something. Do you think Stacks. part of. Do you think part of the issue is also he is on the left side with Connor Williams versus being on the right side with Zach Martin? I mean, sometimes the guy that you're beside can help because the communication yeah. may be better. Uh, they may be able to have the ability to kind of help you out a little bit more in, in tough yeah. situations. Probably. Like, do you think that that's a part of this as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it's it doesn't hurt. You know, it only helps to have you know. And Zach Martin is is the best guard in the league, in my opinion. And and Connor Williams is isn't the best guard in the league. <laughs> That's a great analysis right there. Yeah, he's not. he's not. He's not the best guard in the league. Analysis. So. Any more? <laughs> there you go. There you go. What else you need? What, what else you want? It's, it's so true. It's like, it's yeah, that's that's good, Nick. That's good. There you All go. right. Let's get into this. We got some storylines later in the show also. we got Amber's got a game for us, so we'll do that a little bit later. Uh, but let's start with some of these storylines. Here's my first question for you guys. What do you think is the most important key to Dallas's offense getting back on track? after last week where they were uncharacteristically bad. That, they have not had a game like that all season. What do you think is the most important uh, key to them getting back to where they were? Well, I think for them, I mean, that you could say, you know, be balanced, run the ball, spread it around, you know, all the cliche things you say. But, but you know, I think 
the the most important thing after a game like that is probably just to to, to score early. Uh, I'm not saying you take the ball to start the game if you win the toss, but I I, I think that you need you know you, I think the best thing for them is to score early. If they can get a drive and score early in the game, uh, I think that'll that'll really kind of you know take them to that to that next level. That's that's to me the biggest thing. Just that flushes that other game out completely. You go, you score, uh, you, you get a lead, you get back on track, so to speak, and then I think from there they can they can play downhill. I think um, for me, it's hard to kind of single one thing out, but I would say just what they're doing this week, like refocusing after getting slapped in the face, that side of their face kind of cooling off and being like, okay, I don't want the other side to be slapped because we have seen them being very much capable of overcoming every single obstacle and we know they can be a really powerful offense in scoring. So it's there it's there you know you know they have it so i think that it's just it comes down to them being humble refocus prioritizing and having their game plan figured out i trust kellen Moore. i trust he's what he's been doing this year and coming up with creative ways to move the ball so to me is that but if i had to pick something specifically in the game it's just mainly what happens in the o-line giving Dak the protection he needs even because we saw last game, and that's how we were talking about, oh, well, the ankle is great because he had to run several times. He got to <laughs> He's get, running for his life, yeah. Yeah, he was running out of the pocket because there was not, no protection there. So I would say if there is any kind of um, hesitation with him trying to connect with the guy, it just comes down to the O-line just trying to be as solid as possible. Yeah, you know, the one thing I would point out, if there was one thing that changed that they could change from last week to this that I think would make the difference, it would be Dak. Um, and Dak playing at the level that we're accustomed to seeing Dak. We've heard some, you know, he talked yesterday and talked about how footwork wasn't great, sometimes yeah. throwing off the back foot. Those are the kinds of mechanics that I think sometimes as, as fans – we don't always think about when a guy is coming back. Those kind of things. You think, well, they can just jump right back in. But not having the repetitive motion of doing it daily, as you've been doing all yeah. season, all the way back to, to minicamp, right? Getting away from that even for a week or two is a difference. Your body just loses some of that muscle memory. And that, especially when you're talking about these are split-second second decisions. Like, literally, these guys are – like, you. they they said he had – we were looking at some of the stats – he had a long time in the pocket this game because he had three seconds versus two. <laughs> Think about that. Like You're having to make decisions so fast and having to do things so quickly that if your muscle memory isn't on point to where your body is just reacting – Versus, you know, yeah. versus just having to think about it and do it, that makes a difference. And so I think if Dak is better this week, even though there were some drop balls last week, I think if Dak is better, there's less a percentage chance that even if they have some drop balls, that they won't connect on some of those plays that would have made a difference last mm -hmm. week against that team. So I think if Dak is better, I think they get this offense back rolling. Yeah, it was the second worst completion percentage game of his career, yeah. and uh, the worst when it doesn't snow. I mean, the, the other one was a snowy game against the the Giants his rookie year which by the way they had won 11 straight when they when they played that game and so here they are you know six straight but the big difference obviously was him coming back from injury uh and the the guys being out and the receivers being out and it just it just was a perfect storm to be terrible all the way across the board we're joined by David Hellman hi uh, coming from talking to coach McCarthy. he give you anything good uh yeah you want to throw some of that out there uh 
Trade. Keep going up on these octaves. Trade secrets. Trade secrets. We'll talk about it in the break. Yeah. There we go. This is the break. Hey. Maybe sprinkle some of it in there. She's on one today. She's oh, good. On one today. What's up? <laughs> All right. Yeah. These I'll, so I just I, information sessions. We'll call them. They're very useful. All right. Well, I'll, I'll throw the question to you that I threw to these guys. Uh, if you could identify one thing, what would be the most important key for Dallas this week for their offense to get back on track? I mean, I'm sorry if this sounds glib, but how about just like play good football? And I don't mean like I don't mean because they lost. I mean they all played terribly like Dak's footwork was off Amari Cooper dropped his only his first his first drop of the year first time he's been targeted and didn't catch it um you you attribute that to focus so maybe yeah, if they're more focused fo- I mean, or- focus uh rust especially in Dak's case where he can't do or wasn't able to do as much because of the calf injury probably focus probably pressing because the game started off against you and you're just scrambling to try to catch up like I know like I said that sounds almost like a smart aleck reply but I don't think anybody on the entire offense played a sound game um and I think correcting that would go a long way I'm not to take too much credit away from the Broncos but they didn't do themselves any favor with their own play all right we're gonna go ahead and take our first break when we come back we're gonna dive a little bit more into some of the storylines heading into this game particularly we're gonna talk about the pass rush and what the Cowboys need to do in order to get some pressure on Matt Ryan we'll do that when we come right back this is DallasCowboys.com radio Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys Way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. 
Give the gift of the Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Memberships start at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking big picture storylines heading into Cowboys versus Falcons. My next, my second question for you guys is, will Dallas get pressure on Matt Ryan without Randy Gregory or Demarcus Lawrence? And if so, how? Nick. Um, those guys are going to have to play. I mean, the Basham and, and uh, Armstrong and Golston, I mean, they're going to have to uh, do their job on the outside. And wherever they put Parsons, wherever that is, he's going to have to, you know, to be as good as, as, as he's been uh, all year. But, and the thing about quarterbacks like this, Matt Ryan and, you know, like Eli Manning kind of, I mean, they're, they're – they're they're not going to beat you with their athleticism, but they know how to get rid of the ball. So you know, I I mean, the, to me the be, the 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 three guys that are going to help the pass rush the most are going to be uh, Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs, and Jordan Lewis. If they can get their guys locked in and not get beat early on and force him to make some tough decisions, then I think that's going to help the pass rush more than anything. I'm going to say no. Matt Ryan is very good at getting rid of the ball, like Nick just said. Like a quarterback who knows where he wants to put the ball before it's even snapped is always going to be tough to sack. That's why Brady doesn't take a lot of sacks historically. Um, I just hope. So, no, I don't think they're going to be able to consistently pressure him, but I don't need it all the time anyway. If, if, and I'm looking at Micah Parsons specifically. I'm sure they're going to use him as a blitzer. I'm sure he's going to do some situational edge rush. Um, and I like I don't even need you to sack him. I just need you to make him uncomfortable enough that the throw is off, or he's got to get rid of it, or he's got to check it down when he's looking for something else. Um, if Micah Parsons can do that a couple, a handful of times in crunch situations, red zone, end of half scenarios, that's good enough considering what they're lacking. But I don't think they're going to be able to consistently pressure him in the flow of the game. I guess we'll have to tune in on Sunday, watch the game. And <laughs> no, but I just don't see any that's what, other. That's what McCarthy said yesterday. He was like, no, "Games at I'm noon." Saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I, wow, you are on one. Did not. That's what I'm didn't pick that up at all. I'm sorry. I'm bad and dumb. I'll go in the corner. No, but I just don't see any other way with like them being successful without using the help of Micah. And everything that Dave said, and I know Nick is not necessarily a fan of that idea, and he wants it to be, you know, here and there, but not fully. But I just, it's it's kind of like pick your poison type of, not pick your poison. What? Nothing. I was telling Derek I want to talk when you're done. Oh. Oh. Okay. Don't be distractible. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it it depends. Okay, which which area of the field are you willing to sacrifice a little more? You know, these guys in the backfield are going to need help from whatever pressure they can create up front. So I would rather create as much pressure as I can, even though it's not going to be easy, but with a guy like Micah and relieve some of what's been happening, you know, some of the all the work on the backfield. So other than that, I just don't see how it's fully successful. I, I think Dave... I think it was Dave that said it best. I, I'm going to change my, my whole tune. I don't really care where Parsons lines up. He needs to play... 80 to 90% of the snaps. Mm. Don't this this rotating him at 40 to 50% like that happened in the Charger game. I'm not okay with that. He needs to be on the field. There were some two-point conversions in that game. There were plays where he just wasn't out there cuz it wasn't his turn. Now, he needs to play linebacker if if it's almost 100% at linebacker and moving around, 
That's what I want him to do. I want him on the field. So wherever that is, get him on the field. All right, let's move on to the next question. How much does the move from Zerline to Haralahu, hallelujah, I heard you earlier this morning. I can't say that word. So <laughs> that just, that's Dallas. why I can't say Haralahu because I, I can't say that You just said word. it. Good. Not the other word. That, that oh, okay. Christmas word doesn't come out. Again. He can't say it. It doesn't. It doesn't come out. Okay. <laughs> just, I can't do it. It's terrible. But Haralahu is working. Yeah, we, we're there. Like, Amber, can you, you just said it, right? Haralahu. We're good. The whole show could say Hiralahu. Yeah, we're all good. Something like that. All right. So, how much does the move from Zerline to Hiralahu affect Hiralahu affect (laughs) Dallas on special teams? And I'm talking about field goals. I'm talking about extra points, and I'm talking about kickoffs. Can he watermelon? I mean, can he do that? Does he? If he has to, it's not going to be good. I'm going to say, I hope he doesn't need to. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's it's another McCarthy. We'll see. I mean, we'll. I mean, how, how how can you? This guy's never kicked. He's never kicked a game. He never kicked in an NFL game. He's never kicked in America. I mean, like in in, a, in the NFL. I just, but at I don't a position know. like that, how much does it really, really change We're compared to practice? Out. Okay, but my point is, when you're looking at a position like that, you know, we, we, because we can talk about receivers, tackles, what. Oh, it's very, very different compared to practice when you're in a game. But then for a kicker. How much does that really change when, like, comparing practice and game? In high school, people, you, you, we had to do a speech. You did it in front of your mirror. You rocked it. And then you stood up there in front of 28 people, well, and you're like, that, oh, this is a, a guy that has, but this no, guy, same thing. But he, this guy has six years of experience in the CFL, as Dave said. Like, I didn't look up the numbers, but you said yeah, get a decent number of people at those stadiums, 50,000, 60,000 people. So this is not something that he's unfamiliar with when it comes to even the crowd aspect, right? right? But but true. All that is true. I just know that every year they don't just take the all-star kicker from the CFL and put him in the league. It's just, it just doesn't happen. There's yeah. always an all-star kicker. He doesn't always move to the NFL. It's going to be different, and I think we're fooling ourselves if we don't think it is. But we'll see. He might just... He might just go out there and rock it. Those numbers are good. Yeah. Those are good numbers. Yeah. With, I think more than more than the crowd, conditions for a kicker matter more. And so he's kicked through that. I like what I've there seen. There are no conditions but, at AT&T Stadium, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, can be if they decide they want to open the in, in yeah. zone doors. But, and, and they might, actually. Yeah. Again, I mean, yeah. that, that's what... That's what they banked on last year was that, you know, helped with COVID and all that is open those doors, get the air going through. They haven't always done it this year. No, I think they've done it twice. They did it last game. They did it last week. Never opened the roof, though. Most gorgeous day you could ever ask for, but they're not going to open the roof. They don't do it. Even when it's a beautiful day, like I thought that would be the norm. And when a beautiful day they'd open it, that's just not normal. It's not a thing. They don't like the roof open for whatever reason. Uh, Only if they get asked by ESPN or or, or NBC NBC for a night game. Yeah, Then they'll do it. I don't know if the roof's ever been open for a day game. I'd have to look that up. I don't know if that's true. It has, because you can tell by the the sunlight Mm, on there. There's been some. That's what I like about it is it looks like Texas Stadium when they do that. Well, that's, I figured they'd open it a lot to make it look like Texas Stadium, yeah. but whatever. Um, I'm curious about the kickoff aspect with Liram. I don't know if he's got the leg strength to consistently bang it out of the back of the end zone, and Cordero Patterson has yeah, Hall problem. of Fame uh-huh. credentials as a mm-hmm. kick returner. So Fearless. Just, he's I mean, he's he's great. He it's, will he will if he gets it eight yards deep, he's coming out right. I, Pretty I, much, he's yeah. always done that. He's not afraid. 
And I, if anybody's got the green light, you would guess that it's him. So just something to watch. I'm not not saying he's going to have a touchdown, but I just it makes what's, me curious. What, what What's harder for you to, to spell, Hiralahu or Corderell Patterson? Uh, Hiralahu, just because I didn't know who he was until a month ago, whereas Patterson's been in the league for – he actually I, his name though I mean it's like there's two R's three L's of, he like, was even I think it's one one R uh, no one R the first time two R's, R's the second yeah. time two L's the, and two L's so um, it is two L two L's I didn't know yeah. it was two L's order Patterson he was uh, they, they, I wrote, they wanted to draft him right? they I was gonna I wrote yesterday about all the recent it's eerie I wrote a whole column about it just. The Cowboys and Falcons have occupied an eerily similar place in the NFL hierarchy. Like, they haven't been good consistently over the last decade, but when they have been good, they've been good at the same time. Their records have been similar, so they're always around each other. Uh, you know, uh, Atlanta traded up for Tack McKinley, which is who Dallas wanted. They settled for Taco. They took AJ <laughs> Terrell, which opened the door for the Cowboys to draft CD. And then, yeah, even going, I remember the. Um, well, that's not Atlanta, duh, Dave. But anyway, uh, Minnesota drafted Patterson right out from in front of Dallas. And I remember Derek Dooley, who coached Patterson at Tennessee, was furious. He was just like, they're taking all our guys. What is happening here? So It's interesting how those guys take it so personally. Too. Oh, like those well, coaches, whenever you get your guy taken, they took our guy. That's what makes the draft fun. I mean, a lot of things make the draft fun. But yeah, it's, it's interesting the way. Same thing. Um, Calvin Ridley was a guy we talked about a lot the year he came out, and they opted for Layton, and then five or six spots later, Atlanta took Ridley. So just a lot of, a lot of weird coincidences with these two teams. Let's get one more question, a big-picture question. Who has a greater advantage due to familiarity, Dan Quinn or Matt Ryan? Uh, um, I, I got asked this question yesterday. I think it, it's um, – Matt Ryan has has more of an advantage. Why? I think just seeing concepts and, and style of the way that 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 uh, Dan Quinn likes to play. I know he's got different personnel, but I think when you're a quarterback like like Matt Ryan, you've had to be a student of the game for a long time. I feel like he will be able to kind of, I mean, just be able to understand the approach of what Quinn's trying to do. More so than Quinn can can do it with Matt Ryan because you think he's running the same the same defense here as what he ran in Atlanta. No, so I mean I, which I would I would say Quinn because unless Quinn's been lying to us, he he's talked a lot about how he's completely revamped this whole thing. It's a he he's not just running Seattle cover three. That's not what he does. What are you staring at me for. Um, you're talking about being distractible, <laughs> right? Um. <laughs> So I'd, I'd say Quinn just be, and I mean to be fair, Ryan's in a different scheme with different personnel as well. But you just develop such a level of familiarity with your quarterback coaching there for six years. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I just think Dan Quinn, just uh, as an example, it's like I know a slot blitz and this part of the field is going to mess with him or what? I mean, that's just generic example. But like Dan Quinn knows his tendencies, he knows his body language, he knows what rattles him and what doesn't. And Matt Ryan knows a lot about Dan Quinn, obviously, but it's just all different personnel and, according to Quinn, a very different scheme from what he was doing when he was still a head coach. So I think I would bet on Quinn. I would agree with that, mainly because I'm looking for from the like experienced perspective and like who's the coach here? Who's the one that 
and I'm not saying obviously a quarterback has to study and and he has experience too, but as far as like who invests, that that is his job full on 1,000%. So I would imagine that Dan Quinn would be the one to actually benefit the most in this scenario, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch and actually see what actually happens. I just think when you're out and you're practicing, you know, and you're practicing against the defense, like he's actually seeing their concepts more. When you're, I mean, I don't know how many times that's, that Dan Quinn's actually studying how to stop Matt Ryan. No, know? but what he does know, and this is the part where I think I agree on, on Matt Ryan, uh, on Dan Quinn being having the advantage, is any successful head coach in the NFL – has to know his quarterback really, really well. And that means, I think Dave hit it on the, on the head when he said, you know, his body language, how he responds in certain situations, what he's trying to do when he gets a little bit rattled, when he gets into – those are the kinds of things that a head coach has to read from his quarterback to know, okay, how do we keep him out of yeah. bad situations? That's the part where you don't have – he doesn't know that about Dan Quinn necessarily, right? It's it, like he doesn't know the body language part and all that – Maybe. He's gonna be he's gonna be up in the press box. So, I mean, not the press yeah. box, but up in the coach's booth. So he's not gonna even see him. So I just I just think it's it's a uh, it's just a familiarity. It's just kind of knowing. We all know people you know well. You can kind of see on their face when things aren't going right, and you know how they typically respond in those situations. You know what things really push their buttons, and so it's those kind of things that are that are more mental that I think <laughs> that are more mental that can create this- some problems. For 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 Ryan, that may not be the same for for Dan Quinn. Disagree, just like I did yesterday. <laughs> Good. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, we got a little game. Amber got some questions for us. We'll get into those when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with, and I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with United, United Ag and Turf. Turf the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. 
Registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy camps on December 21st at the Star and 22nd at AT&T Stadium. Space is limited. Register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. That is cheer camps and football camps. Yeah. Not singing camps. If they're singing camps. Singing camps? Yeah, there could be. You think the Cowboys are going to have a singing camp? Uh, they, they could. I mean, if it. They're going to make money. They can have any kind of camp, really. Uh, that is a fair point. That's absolutely <laughs> They make fair some point. money around here. <laughs> print it. They know how to print it. They got a printer sitting in the back. All right, welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Amber, it's your turn. Got a game for us. You got some questions. Let's go. What you got? Well, these are all questions kind of more since we're mid-season. Yep. Just general, overall, not necessarily focused on this game for this weekend. Okay. Okay, so if the Cowboys were to lose another game, which one do you think would hurt them the less? The least? The least. least. Yes. Right. Which one would you prefer them to, if they had to lose another game? Which opponent? Lose in the AFC, always. Yeah. Lose the game that's going to affect the, so the you got two playoff race the well, least. you got a specific team? Well, they've got two AFC teams on the horizon the right here. Team. So I think those are their last AFC games of the year, right? Yeah, because they've already yeah. played Denver and L.A. And New England. So, yeah. And I said that yesterday. Look, I'm not, I don't believe in bad juju anyway. I'm not trying to put this out into the world, but like they could lose, like they could lose all three of these and they would still, everything they need to do would still be out in front of them. The the division schedule is backloaded. They still got to play four of the six division games. I think they could lose all three and probably still have the division lead, depending on what happens with the other teams. Yeah. And I know that's not what anybody wants to hear after a six and one start, but that's what we always talk about. Like football is it's a living, breathing season, right? Like you could suck for the next three weeks and then get Randy and Demarcus Lawrence back, and all of a sudden your pass rush is humming and all this other stuff is happening and everything's still out in front of you. So that's a long answer, but like they could they could have a real slump here, and it still wouldn't affect their ability well, to accomplish. Well, switch it to like division teams then. Chiefs, Chiefs would be the worst. Uh, would hurt them the least, I think, more I'm than the Raiders. And, I, and the reason why I would say that is because I kind of want them to get on a. I think they need to have the positive momentum yeah. of the of the Raiders game to get a win. So the least would be. You Kansas don't want City. if you go out there and you beat Kansas City, then they'll be printing Super Bowl tickets again. And then you go <laughs> then four days later, you lose to the Raiders. I mean, that's just like oh, here we yeah. go again. I think if you know you lose to the Chiefs, they're going to figure it out. They got a great quarterback. They got a great crowd, coach, all that. Uh, on be the road, yeah. But yeah. come back four days and, and go and, and beat the Raiders, I think that would, like you said, help the momentum. So if it's one or the other, I would say Chiefs. Yeah. Well, and then within the division. Uh, I mean, there's no such thing as a good division loss, oh, but um, it's almost you have to figure out who do you think is the worst team in the, in the NFC East and lose to them, because then like yeah. you, you want to beat the team you think has any shot if there is one of getting back into the division race. I'm I'm always gonna be leery of Washington just be like they haven't had their quarterback. I he's gonna come back at some point. Uh, and I know the defense has been bad, but again, you can figure things out as the season goes. And mm-hmm. so them, and but then like I, it seems like Philly might be sort of getting their act together. I can't tell. But. I know it's all of these teams. Like you're just like they look bad, but you never there's, know. There's something good about that though too. They <laughs> all like kind of have the arrow pointed up. Maybe not Washington just yet, but you think that they might. But the good thing is, is they they got to play each other. That's Andrew. always a thing. They always kind of beat each other, just like the, just like it's tough with the Cowboys beating them, because you know the division games are always tough. But 
if they just kind of hold serve at home and win their games and that kind of stuff, that'll just keep them at that level down there. And the yeah. hope, you know, hopefully the Cowboys can if they get stay up there. If New York gets Saquon back and he's healthy, I actually think that could make a big difference because they're they're not playing horrible football right now. Their defense is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I just I look at them and I'm like, man, they really just need that. They need that offensive player that can make big plays for them. They don't have that right now in their offense, I don't think. They got a lot of receivers that are kind of miss, hit or miss. They don't have a guy they can rely on an offense to make big plays for them. I'm out on them until Daniel Jones does something to prove that I should think that he's good. That's yeah, He's not great. I don't think he's good. Yeah. So this so. is the second time the Cowboys have faced a team that picked up a road win at New Orleans the week before. Right? Didn't the Giants do that? Beat them on yeah, the road. Good over point. Time. Yeah. I didn't think about that. And then Atlanta did Which, the same thing, and they they come in, they just beat the Saints. And it's funny too. Of like, and I'm not saying anybody's wrong, but these things have residual effects. It's like oh, they went into the dome and beat the Saints, and it's like, well, are these the Saints that right. were that really terrified you? No, right. yeah. Saints are probably the most maddeningly inconsistent team in the right. NFL right now, and they got five wins. Like, it's, yeah, no. it's amazing. Like, yeah. We're messing up the game. Let's go. Let's play the game. All right. All right. I mean, that's the whole point. But um, injury-wise, up until this point of the season, which injury do you think will have affected the Cowboys the most? We're talking about right up until right well, now? Yeah, because we don't know really what's going to happen. I mean, not having I – mean, he was your best defender when the season started. Not having arguably your best defender for the entire season at this point, I'm sure, has had an effect. The flip side of that is it's exciting that you're getting him back at some point, but I would when say DeMarcus. When you talk about – one without him. Yeah. Or 6-0 and oh yeah, without him. I'm, but I'm – 6-1, 6-1. Se- how much better could they Initially, have been with him in the lineup, though? Randy instead. We'll Although, see. I mean, well, you know. Randy hasn't missed any time yet. He missed one. You're saying you up until now? Well, right now, with the injuries that we currently know, and we know that Randy might miss like what three at least, maybe. He's gonna miss three games. So I, I miss. I think I'm misunderstanding yeah. the question. I thought you were talking about the biggest thing that's happened to this point in the season. Well, including the injuries that we currently know of. At well, this I would. Uh, I'm still saying to Marcus Lawrence. I would actually. I would go the other way because I, I would think about it from a standpoint of consequences. You get back. You know, they they haven't played with Demarcus all season, and the defense has been markedly better than it was last year. That doesn't mean that when he comes back, they're not going to be even better. You would think, uh, and he's going to add something that they don't have. But I look at Tyron Smith, and last week, yeah, his replacement mm-hmm. was was a problem. And if you want to go even farther and get a little bit. You know, a little bit crazy with this. Maybe you even say the injuries hurt him most has Dak. been Dak because yeah. Dak's return last week, the 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 product yeah. of how he played might have been. Yeah, he, he, he didn't play out. like that because of the Broncos. Right. I'm sorry. I mean, they, they they played well, but I think the fact that he he was missing time and all that, I think that certainly affected him more than Denver. I yeah. was focusing on defense because there have been so many more injuries on defense. Yeah. But that you're right. No, I think Tyron's the right answer because. Dak, I had all the confidence in the world that Dak, that was just a blip. Like, whatever you want to call I don't. I'm not worried that he's going to play poorly on yeah. Sunday. I am worried about what the tackles are going to look like yeah. on Sunday. Randy missed the second game of the year. Is that what happened? Yeah. With yeah. COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. And then so they, they, they went into the Chargers with – okay. And so, they lost to Marcus the same week. They, right. I mean, they, they're, right. this they the were in this situation yeah. week two as well. Let me throw this at you, though. Do you think maybe Zach Martin – would be considered because the game he missed, I think if they would have had him, their running game probably would have been a lot better, and maybe they win that close game against yeah. Tampa to start the season. I don't think you're wrong, but I can't just go there. 
you know. Just, There's no guarantee on that. Yeah. yeah. But, it wasn't like they were horrible. They just didn't. Right. And, yeah. and it's Brady and it's the reigning champs playing on banner night. I don't know, man. I mean, they get if they get I mean, we're talking like one play. Yeah. One play. Either they run the ball in for a touchdown or or at that final drive, they just get one more first down. One more first down, then they, another shorter That's field a good goal. Point, actually, yeah. Let, you know, and sometimes an all pro guard can just help you like that. Like, I mean, if they would have got one more first down, bleed the clock down, kick a field goal, win the game. But then, Maybe. who knows that they go and play the, and beat the Chargers? That's you what I mean. That's just the way of this. I'm, is. I've fer- and you can make fun of me all you want, Ag. But I believe in the law of averages implicitly. Like if they beat Tampa, they for some reason they're they not lose. going to five game win streak. They're not. Yeah, they're not seven and zero because because of that one thing. There's I just there's too many weird factors in the NFL. If you had to pick one thing, what would be the biggest uh, fix that this Cowboys team? needs for the rest of the season a healthy tyrants yeah <laughs> please please tyron i would say short yardage yeah figure out short yardage because right now they're not very good in those situations uh figure out how to if you got to get to a fourth down and one fourth and one fourth and two figure out how to pick that up and you got you got enough pieces on this offense to be able to consistently do that and they're not consistently doing it yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, think the that's center, the right answer. Yep, center guard in the middle there, and there's no doubt. And, you know, we can say all we want about, well, Washington doesn't look very good. The last two times the Cowboys have faced Washington, it was not pretty. Now, mm-hmm. the offensive line doesn't look the same. Jack Martin hadn't, hasn't played guard in any of those games. Tyron Smith didn't play in those games. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the last time we saw Washington. They were scoring more t- more points than the Cowboys' offense was. It seemed like the defense was scoring all these points. Well, so Dak was missing from those games, too. That's worth bringing up. Yeah, fair. But I mean, if you can't block them. You can't block them, though. Yeah, I. I but I don't know. That 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 first one, the first Washington game, just was ridiculous. Like the line was a mess. Dalton got concussed in like the second quarter. Nobody cared. They, yeah, I mean, I think. <laughs> oh, no, man, that looks like that hurt. And I'm sure the that <laughs> was late, the, wasn't it? That was the week know. after Dak, right? Yeah, I just, yeah, there was such a hangover on that team. They, I, that's just throw that game out completely yep anyway one more biggest yes give one more okay uh we know a lot of guys are under this is their contract year so biggest priority for the cowboys going into free agency Ooh, man. god there's so many good choices oh, on this it's team. only one right. randy randy mm-hmm. randy <laughs> you get randy everybody else is like okay yeah maybe we want you maybe we don't i don't know if i could circle anybody it would be randy yeah and it's mm. Yeah, he plays the most valuable position of any of them. Mm-hmm. The story's so good, just the way the way that their patience paid off with him, and he's still a relatively young player in terms of age and the amount of football he's actually and played. And if you want him, you can keep him. Like you can just tag him, and you don't even have to worry about it. I just I don't I don't remember when it happened, but I suggested that in the spring. I'm just saying I I, I was like he could play his way into a franchise tag, and I feel like nobody agreed with me. Well, he, well we he just ignore you sometimes. I, that's I fair. We're busy thinking one. about find other things. <laughs> okay, all right. Find the clip. You. I'll go find it. <laughs> Receipts. I'm fine with with that answer. I just wonder if you're that means you have two pass rushers or one. That's what I wonder. It's I mean, a worthwhile. Can question. you do it? Yeah. Can you keep tank if you do that? I think you can. 
Yeah, look at look at the Rams. They figure it out. Okay. <laughs> if you're willing to just completely mortgage I'm everything and cannonball into the pool, you can do whatever you want. I, yeah, I yeah. said, and that. I'm not saying that's definitely a bad idea. Right. You just got to be committed. You I mean, at it. some point you look at this team, you say you got a lot of talent, man. At some point you say push them all in. Look Let's see it. what happens. Sean McVay is going to get fired in three years. They're going to be three and fourteen or three and fifteen, and um, they're going to be you know it's gonna talent be, depleted. And, yeah, so like well, what happens? Like what do you mean? What happened they went all in in 2021 and they got bounced in the playoffs and then they ended up not drafting a, i mean even anybody. what they did at quarterback that's an yeah, older all, quarterback that an you would think in another four it's years, working maybe he's i out. mean it, it you know they're gonna have two or three years to try to win a super bowl yeah. with this roster and if and it works go nobody's gonna care yeah true that's, especially if it wants, works multiple times like he will It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's an, it's. I think it's, it's an it, all-in move, though. Yeah. I, mean, I love it. Really it. I'm I'm fascinated by it because if it works, it could severely change attitudes in the league about that type of stuff. Because that the reason people don't do that more often is because football is so hard to predict. Like you could push your chips into the middle of the table, and Tony Romo breaks his back during a preseason game, and all of this hard work is undone by a fluky play. But the Eagles did it. They won a Super Bowl. And it didn't change many hearts and minds, did it? Did they go all in? It seemed like that year they were just like it seemed like they were doing then what the Rams are doing now, where I, they were just like I think pick up this guy, pick up this guy, pick I up think this guy. The Eagles added a lot of talent, but it wasn't as you don't think it was as drastic. Drastic is a better word. I was about to say reckless. The Rams are this is <laughs> the Rams reckless. are drastic. The Ram yeah, I mean it borders on reckless, yeah. which it's gonna I just I wonder if it works out. I think you have to start having conversations about like, do we overvalue draft picks? Do we but, do we worry too much about the future when you have an opportunity in front of you? Th- but the thing is, is Odell's going to have to fit in up there. He has to. He has to change some of the, the the ways that he's you know reportedly you know been acting in Cleveland, and, and he's got to you know if he didn't get the ball enough there, he's going to have to you know make sure he gets the. Ball. I mean, but I think he. I would like to think that he will. You know, I'd like to think he he picked them. They got they, a, they got a lot of receivers. A lot of good receivers. They do, so. but they're but you know when you're winning, you can you can you know kind of deal with that kind of stuff. But we'll see. We'll I, see. If I've is. made the point. I don't remember when I said it. I just I th- I think Odell and Dez are very very similar players and people. Yeah, I, and I yeah, I mean if they're if they're winning twelve or thirteen games, I think he'll be fine having a role. But yeah. if, when they hit choppy water, that could. Be a problem. Well, he's just got to be healthy. Yeah. I mean, if he's that's healthy, the big thing. He, yeah. well, we saw he still he'd still be running in that reverse against them last year. You know, <laughs> God. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he was healthy and he and he showed it. All right, real quick. You don't have to. You don't have to go to me. I've I've done it. Nick on is, Monday. Nick's at thirty one. What did you say? Thirty one three. It's thirty five thirteen. Thirty five thirteen. All right. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing you got to remember: Garrett Nussmeyer is going to get in on Saturday night. He, they're going to let him play because the season's a watch anyway. Jalen Catalan's hurt. Arkansas's secondary is kind of depleted. Where are we going? Let's go. <laughs> he's I was like, very, I didn't know he was at the He's Falcons. very athletic. He can run around, what? extend plays. He's got a cannon arm. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think LSU wins a shoot. Nussmeier. Is that Nussmeier's kid? Yes, Nuss's kid is going to play. Right. He's, not gonna, he's probably not going to start. So, I don't like 30... 31-27 Tigers. For people uh, that don't know, he's talking LSU versus <laughs> Arkansas. And uh, and we do have a bet on that. Were you here Tuesday when we made? What okay. color is the jersey, the broadest jersey? Purple? Purple. 
Okay. So Nick will either be wearing a it's a white an LSU jersey on Monday, or Dave will be wearing a Arkansas Razorback headgear. No, 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 right? We will have face. Yeah, you did say you bring the face. This is the closest the Arkansas has ever had a chance to win this game. You know, I think I cannot wait. What what time is the game? Six thirty. Yeah, Arkansas is a road. Arkansas is a road favorite. That's disgusting. Come on. What's going Road on? Road favorite. There? They've been the better team this year. Yeah, I've been, they we'll have. See. Arkansas has been the it, better team this year. It'll 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 be a fun one though. I think I think we got it. It'll be more fun chance. Monday. Big and it'll be sad. Uh, we'll see. Oh, trust I me. Hope, I hope you Monday. said that. I hope that freshman play. I really do. I mean, he could be great, but I I wouldn't mind the freshman quarterback being out there. That would, that would Dave, nice. you want to give me a, a prediction Hop on the Cowboys on the game? Bus. Yeah. Um I think, I mean, the one thing I know is Dallas is going to play a better game. I, I, like I said, no disrespect to the Broncos. I think it was way more about what they didn't do than what Denver did. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's the NFL. Losing Randy doesn't help. The Falcons' offense is has the potential to blow up on you. Um, but I think Dallas is they're better. They're going to play a better game. I do think it's going to be kind of stressful. I got 38-27 shootout uh, Cowboys win. But right. definitely, it's going to be a stressful affair. Okay, Amber. Yeah, I think uh, the defense is not. It's going to have a hard time. I just think that without Randy, that's just going to kind of mess things up for them. But I think that the offense will pick it up and do the job for both sides of the ball. They're going to be throwing touchdown passes, uh, even a two-point conversion in there. Why not? Uh, Cowboys win. Um, thinking like. 30-26. All right. Mm. I uh, I also think the Cowboys will win. I think it will be a game that uh, I kind of agree with Nick. I think the Cowboys will come out and they will be highly motivated, and I think they'll be very focused. And I think the better team will win. I think they win thirty-one. Calling for the blowout? Yeah, I think thirty-one wow. to like sixteen. I think it's okay. going to be one of those games where it's kind of lopsided and Cowboys just kind of take control early and and take they just run away with the game. I don't think it'll be close. Monday is going to be, forget LSU Arkansas. Monday is going to be so rough if if we're wrong. Hey, if we're wrong, then the whole tone of the show next week will be very different than anything we've experienced this it's year. It's going to go like Nick it, it was, will change. Everything will flip. We're going to go from planning out Super Bowl parades to when does the draft show start? <laughs> yeah, based on, we may be having those kind of conversations. Yeah. All right, appreciate you guys. Join us. We'll be back next week for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!